Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Readings and Ramblings. I am Janice Gentles-Jones. And I am Shanna Vera. Thank you once again for tuning in and listening to us as we ramble. (laughs) I know. We are going to ramble because just so you know, it's been a while since we we, we took a little break over the holidays. And we're like, (laughs) how do we do this? How do we do this? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. So anyhow, I think we figured it out. I hope um, so. I hope so. We'll know at the end. <laughs> if it all comes together and makes any sense at all. <laughs> then we're good. So we are starting a new book for the new year. And we um, the name of the book is uh, A Thousand Splendid Sons. And I don't want to mess up the author's name, so I'm going to let Shanna say the author's oh, name. Oh, You gave me no preparation on this. I would have practiced it. Sorry. I want to say it's like Khaled Hosseini. Oh, yes. I think so. Khaled. I, Khaled, I think it's, yes, Khaled. Oh, Hosseini. I don't know. I don't but know. But the name, I, I might have, I might have butchered that. I'm, I'm sorry, but I think it is Khaled. I think it's Khaled Hosseini. It, yes. sounds, it sounds good. Yes, that's how, that's that's what it's going to be today. Uh, but the name of the book is A Thousand Splendid Sun. We have deviated from our Jane Austen, um, our classic classical reading. To uh, I think our our different. goal is to try new genres because yes, I think Janice and I kind of we get into a rut of we I like know. what we like and we're like I why know. change <laughs> exactly. I was kind of happy with my my Jane Austen books. So, yeah. Uh, I am too. So I'm glad uh, we're doing something different. Yes. Totally we are branching different out. Feel. Totally, yeah. totally, so, totally. I'm proud of us. Me too. Not for nothing. <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> Me too. But um, so that's what we're reading. T- that's what we'll be talking about today. But before we do, we're going to share um, what we found in, the, in our readings, our commonplace book, or just yes. anything that struck our attention this week. Uh, Shanna, I want to hear yours. (laughs) Okay, so I have to give a little warning. If it doesn't make sense when I read it, it didn't make sense to me the first time I read it. I read it several more times, but I I heard it and I was like, oh, that's profound. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to read it slow. So hopefully, Uh, please read it really slow. All right. So this is Anselm's Prologian, which I don't really know. I think that's like somebody's book maybe i'm not sure okay. i saw the quote and i didn't actually okay. read the book and i just okay. like the quote you so like i kind of okay. i want to look it up at some point but it goes i do not even try lord to rise up to your heights because my intellect does not measure up to that task but i do want to understand in some small measure your truth which my heart believes in and loves nor do i seek to understand so that i can believe but rather i believe so that i can understand for I believe this too, that unless I believe, I shall not understand. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So. So wait. So unless I believe, I shall not understand. I do agree with that. You know. Right. So he doesn't need to understand to believe because he does believe even without understanding. Right. But then he needs to but it, that says, unless I believe, I shall not understand. So you have to have the believing to understand, and you don't need the understanding to believe, if that because, makes you sense. Know, that's, because that's the Christian life. Like, a lot of things we don't understand, but we have faith. Right. Our believing is our faith, right? And there's a, there's a lot of questions that we have that, we, that aren't answered. The Bible doesn't necessarily give us answers to, but yet we still believe. But and I and I'm constantly seeking God's truth. So it's I do pray to understand, right? Like that's constantly like reveal your truth to me, you know. So right. you want to understand, but not because you don't believe, you know. It's not that yeah. you need to, but you just want to understand Him more. Like I just want to understand Him more, I guess. So when I read that, I was like, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wait, wait, who who was who wrote it? Anselm's. 
or Anselm. I guess it's Anselm, but it's okay. from Anselm's Prosologian. I don't hmm. know. I'm going to have to look it up, but I, I really okay. liked that thought, and I just felt like I've thought that, but not maybe so eloquently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I, I feel like I can understand that when you if you switch it around with, with the word faith. Um, not that I'm changing his words, but <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it made me think of when that's what it made me think of when I was listening to it. Yeah. All right. When we've been doing a devotion on faith lately, and maybe that's where my brain's at. We've been doing a devotion called Faith Builders, and it's all about, you know, faith and the importance of it. We've been going through the Bible and finding stories on faith and just realizing it's such a huge part of the Christian walk. So I don't know. Maybe it that's is. where my brain's been at, too. <laughs> And, but you know, too, even for the non-Christian walk, the non-Christian person, it's it's a huge part of their life, too, whether they think about it or not. Because if you don't have faith in God, then whatever you do have faith in, then you have to, you're hoping that whatever they're faith in, they, they're hoping that it's true. Right? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, um, yeah. You know, even if it's not a God, then they have faith that they don't need to have a God in order to right you know, to live yeah. in this world. No, that's true. So everyone needs faith, I guess. Yeah, they have faith in um, evolution or in this, you know, in um, you know, different theories where we have faith in God. Because mm-hmm. there's some things we're just never going to know because you know we none of us were there at creation. Yeah. So it's like. You, you you're having faith when you're saying yes if it says god in the beginning god created the heaven and earth that's faith right there because none yeah. of us was there but same yeah. thing with the person who says you know that the earth was created in a big bang right so their faith yeah. is that there is no god it's just all material so right anyhow <laughs> that was uh on a okay <laughs> let me show so now you're now. up yep <laughs> So this one, because I wanted, I, for 2022, I want to be a better reader. I really do. I don't know if my reading is bad, but I don't know. I feel like it can, it, maybe there's things to learn, you know, through reading. So um, C.S. Lewis's book is, I read it before, and I can't say, can't say that I fully, fully got everything that I read. Well, so that's this just my... C.S. Lewis. Exactly. That is just C.S. Yeah. Lewis. Thank you for saying that because sometimes I read him. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not going to be an easy read. Yeah, so, no, it never is. Like you cannot be distracted. You have yeah. to have the full attention. Like I have the, the audio book and the Kindle. So I'm reading. I like got all my senses going. <laughs> but anyway, I'm reading uh, an experiment in criticism again. And he was talking about, this is, this is what struck me from here. He says, he was talking about art, right? He says, we sit down before the picture in order to have something done to us, not that we may do things with it. The first demand any work of art makes upon us is surrender. Look, listen, receive, get yourself out of the way. And I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Um, He says, there is no good asking first whether the work before you deserve such a surrender, for until you have surrendered, you cannot possibly find out. And so he's talking also, he gave that example for a book, I'm sorry, for art, but it's, you know, it's really, this book is really teaching you about how to read a book. So one of the things is that we have to learn to surrender. You know, don't come in with our, we have to surrender to what the author is. This is, this is the author's piece of work. So it's for us to see what the author's trying to say and not for us. Don't to, come in with your own ideas. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. to throw on the author because he may yeah. not be saying that. It's, it's yeah. his work. Yeah. So I'm learning to surrender. Yeah. I, I probably am not going to be very good at it, but at least I know that I'm not good at it. So I can start practicing because <laughs> I always have my own idea. Oh, I wouldn't do that. How could he, you know? So, <laughs> so I'm learning to I'm going to try, but I may fail, Shanna. So well, know. I do the same thing to art. I mean, you go to a place of art and you look at some pictures and you're just like, what was the artist thinking? What was he trying to express in this? And then you kind of come up with your own backstory of like probably what he was, tra- you know, I think yeah. you can't help it. Or at least I can. I come up with narratives for a lot of things. So. <laughs> 
But I guess I guess he's I guess what he's trying to say is that we we shouldn't look at the art. If you if you can come up with something, but you shouldn't look at the art and say, "Oh, it's ugly." I think that's ugly, you know, because then you haven't surrendered to it. You're just right. you're just putting your feelings on it, like. Right. Or if you read a poem or a book and you're like, "Oh, it sucks. Yeah. I don't like it because it didn't meet my expectations." Right. right? So yeah. he's like, "No, um, the first thing we have to do is get ourselves out the way and." And just listen and receive what the right what the art is is giving us so yeah i'm gonna try to get out my own way and see yeah i, I like that probably will not be always successful <laughs> i'm a very opinionated I, person me so. too. I, I always think about it if, i always reflect on it in my life but yeah this is like carly simon says this song isn't about you <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not going to be vain because yep. the song is not about me. This book is not about me. <laughs> but if it was. <laughs> but if it was. Right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so shall we start? Yeah, I feel like should we give a little warning about some of the things that are in this book in case? Yes. Just because ahead. I feel like they could be triggers for other people. Um, so yes. in this book, it contains verbal abuse. It contains yes. suicide. It yes. has miscarriages, domestic violence, and yes. loss of children and parents. Yes. So if any of those things are too hard for you to read through, I completely understand. It's not easy, I think, for anyone, but for some it may be harder. And so I just feel like we had to put that out there. That way you weren't I'm taken so off guard by reading yes. it. <laughs> that was so smart. Yes, because it does have all of that. And if you're not in the right season or the right mind, this could be a tough book. I think yeah. any season this is a tough book, honestly. Yeah, it's not an easy read. I mean, it's not difficult to read and comprehend, yeah. but it's just a lot of heaviness, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and because like um, the author is from, um, he is from the Middle East. I, I think he's from Afghanistan. Um, and a lot of the stories that he, the stories that he write is from, you know, his experience of just living in Afghanistan. So while the, the characters may not be real per se, some of the things that happens to the characters are things that have happened in real life. So it can be kind of sad, but we read and we will surrender to see what it is that we can learn from it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for me, it definitely, I think it's it's a good way to keep me grounded. I think I, I am privileged. <laughs> Being yeah. born in America, you're born with a certain set of privilege. And I think when you're reading about other cultures and other countries, it keeps that in your mind. Like, wow, you know, what I take for granted every day is not something that others can. So I think it is healthy. As though, even though it's hard, I think it's healthy for me to remember. And also even my prayer life, you know, am I praying yeah. for those people? Am yeah, I remembering so those people? So Absolutely. I think in a lot of ways, it actually has been helpful. So yes, it's hard, but it's also, it's like, it's pain that you can grow with. So yeah. So that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> The book is good, though. I feel like I just gave it a really sad. It's actually. I, but you know, it is so true. Listen, I can't even help you because I'm like thinking, yes, it's so true. And yes, I do have to. Actually, in reading that, you know, it's, it's funny that you said that. But in reading this book, my um, the last few days when I have been praying, I have been praying for, you know, the people that live in these countries, you know, praying for the leaders of countries, you know, that make decisions that affect people's lives. And it did, it did make me conscious and remember to pray, you know, yeah. in that way. Yeah. You know? And so anyway, this uh, Thousand Splendid Sun. <laughs> so it has, this is a four part book and we're going to be talking about the first two parts of yes. um, part one and part two. And so we start out, there's two main characters, right? We have a, um, the first character that we learn about is Miriam. So we get her life in part one, and I think we meet. Um, and I did not realize the book was actually going to be broken up in that manner. So when I first opened it, and I'm reading part one, it's about Miriam and her family. I just assumed yeah. the whole book was about her and from her perspective. So I thought it was yes. interesting when I started part two and it introduced a new character. I was like, oh, okay. Like, so I have read books like that before, and it yeah. is it is interesting. So it'll be interesting to see how these characters 
start to connect as we go through the book. Yes, because we're going to see that their lives do, their lives will, what is the word? Um, intertwine. Or yeah. Intertwine or cross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and then it makes it, actually, when I realized that um, as we were reading and, and I got to that part two, I was like, oh, they lived, they kind of knew each other. Not knew yeah. each other, but they lived yeah. in the same area yeah. as the story. Um, anyway, so we're, we're going ahead. But the first part one, we learn about Miriam. Right. right. And she lives with her mom, who is yeah. called Nana. And yeah. we see that her mom is very verbally abusive to her, constantly putting her down, constantly yeah. telling her that she's a bastard child, which, I mean, she had no she had no choice in that matter. So to put that on your child is very interesting. And then... And then to constantly be saying, that's how I view you, and that's how everyone in the world is going to view you. So you might as well stay here with me, because people are going to hate you. Well, in their culture, right? I mean, so let's think about it, right? As moms, and we know, like, how the world is. Because I'm trying to look, I'm trying to walk in her shoes. I don't, I do think she was definitely abusive. Yeah. But I guess from her point of view. Well, later on, we learn she's, like, mentally unstable. But, But, yeah. But from her point of view, it's like... You're like, you don't want to set, I'm trying to, I was trying to go in her head, right? Yeah. So I was, I was trying to read it a little bit different. And I was like, in her head, she doesn't see anything good happening for her daughter. So she's like, maybe trying to prepare her for it. But she's also unhappy with her life. And I know. And she you know, portrays, like it, she projects it yes, onto her daughter. Her, yes. and, and I think she lives in fear of her daughter one day having a life and leaving that her she, behind. Yeah. So she holds her in that fear of like, no, you can't. No, you won't, because she doesn't want her to ever try. Because if she actually leaves and succeeds, then yeah. she'll be all alone and have nobody. So, yeah. So we start off with Miriam. So Miriam is, I think she's about um, 10. Is she about, I think she's 10 at this point. Okay. She's 10 years old. Um, her mom, like you said, is Nana. Her mom had her out of wedlock because the, her, her mom used to work for Jalil. Who yeah, which is her dad. Which is her dad. And she worked as a, I think she worked as a maid, right? Yep. And then she yep. had an affair with him and then she got pregnant and he already had like two or three wives and they yep. were very upset and they made him, they made him fire her. And so, so now Miriam and, and what's her name again? Nana. Nana, Nana are living in. I guess uh, nearby, but you know, yeah. like in a small so he lives, hut. He lives in like Herat, and they apparently live like outside of Herat. So yeah. he moved her far enough away where he was not going to run into either of them. Yeah. But it's, you know, he sounds like he paid for their house and everything they have. So he he's, did. He's funding everything, which I guess you could say is better than some men. I don't know. Right. Um, and then he, he does, is. he does every Thursday come to spend time with his daughter. Yes. Which she lives for because he's the only one that really shows her any kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like the mom, the mom is like the bad guy, right? Yeah. She's, you know, but she doesn't actually, I don't know that she sees her mom as a bad person at that point. You know, she's just like, I don't she, know. I didn't get a sense that she disliked her mother, but she just she, felt like. She loved her mom, but she felt like her mom wanted her to hate her dad because yeah. she wanted, and she didn't believe her mom. She she was always right. telling bad stories about her father, but her experience of her dad was somebody who loved her and doted on her and bought her yeah. gifts and spent time with her. And like, what, you know, she wasn't getting that from anyone else. So she and couldn't she didn't get she, it. She couldn't see how that could be true. Right. And she didn't get it that, you know, like a dad, like a daughter lives with a dad. Although, yeah. yes, she did. But she did get it because she, she thought she had she, other kids. She thought about her siblings often. Yes, so I yes. think she wanted to. She couldn't really understand because she was young, like why she couldn't. Why am I here? And she and, brought it up to her mom and her mom was just like, you know, kept reminding her because you're a bastard child. You can't live yes. there. You know, he yes. has wives and children. He doesn't want you. Yes. And. Uh, so and she, she's like, but she sees him every Thursday and he's like, you know, so nice to her. So she doesn't make the connection. She's young anyway, yeah. you know, that this is true. And and then she, she acts and he's actually, he plays the role too, because I mean, he does come, like you said, I mean, he did come every Thursday. He did yeah. not have to. Um, so it, he did have a sense of, 
she is my daughter. I should yeah. see her, but not yeah. enough sense to say, you know, because I, I always, I did wonder why couldn't he marry her? Yeah, I don't know. You know, like he had three wives, well, but the other but, one, yeah. But the the wives, well, I guess when we come to that, but he did have three wives. So what's four? Yeah, you know, especially since she was pregnant. But whatever the reason. I don't know, because usually in their culture, you have a, a dad that gives you away. You have a dowry, you yeah. know, so maybe she didn't have that. And she did have a dad. But remember, when she got pregnant, her dad left and moved out of the country. And that was it. So she had nobody except for Jalil taking care of that, um, taking care of the, the house or whatever, paying for the stuff that they need. But that was yeah. it. But she had... Um, Miriam had a desire to be like the other, you know, sons and daughters. Like, you know, they got to go to the movie house because he owned a movie house. Yeah. And so she wanted to go to the, you know, to the movies with her dad. Remember, And that's actually what sparked all of the issues because on her 15th birthday, he said, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, I want to go to the movies with you. Yeah. And he was like, no. (laughs) He's like, I'll get someone to drive you there. Yeah. And they'll give you candy and whatever yeah, and then yeah. bring you back home and she's like I want to go with you and I want to go with my brothers and sisters yes it wasn't just him she wanted yeah. to like so she even at 15 she didn't get it either you know like and her mom is like he won't be seen with you and she wouldn't believe yeah. her mom her mom's like you know she I can't he would never be seen with you but she yeah. couldn't believe that and then that Thursday I guess right after her birthday he was supposed to come I guess with her birthday gift yeah he doesn't show up yes and I don't know why he didn't show up. Was he going to stop seeing her? Did he realize this was just going to cause problems and plan to, like, distance himself from her? I, that's what I thought, too. This, it, this, the book doesn't tell us exactly why from his perspective. But, yes, yeah, like, after she asked for the birthday uh, movie and, you know, with the family, with his with her siblings, and that was it. He kind of, like, got... Yeah, like he, I, I suspected like he wasn't going to see her. And I don't know, but she didn't know that she was expecting him and she ends up running away towards his home because she wants to see him. And yeah, she thinks something happened she, to him. Like, she, yeah, you know, she like, doesn't understand why he didn't yeah. come. Yeah. So she goes all the way to his house, which sounded like quite the trek. Yeah. And knocks on the door and they tell her that he's not home and he's not going to be home for some time so just go back to her home yes and the family was like they did not want to welcome her into the house they wanted nothing to do with her they were probably ashamed that she showed up yes so they let her sit outside of the house like on the street yes Someone did bring her. Someone did bring her food, though, which is kind, I guess. And see, that's where you have mixed feelings about this about about the dad because I think he was home because she said she had looked in the window at one point and they saw that was yeah the next day. But yeah, he had told the driver to drive him her home, and she would not go. But she ends up sleeping there, and the next morning. She sees yeah. her dad in the window and she realizes he let me sleep on the street he all night. He let me sleep on the street. Like, who does that? Yeah, when he was home this whole time. Who does that? And she's, she is devastated. Like, yep. she is devastated. Yeah. And so the driver takes her back home. Right. Um, and her mom doesn't know where she is. Yeah, because she she never told her mom. She never told her mom. And her mom knew she wanted to go live with her father and be with that family. And she kept talking about it. So the mom probably had some idea that she went there. Um, I don't know what the mom thought. I don't know if she thought her daughter was going to be welcomed into that household and never come back. No, she knew. No, she knew, Shanna. Like, she knew they were never going to accept her. So I don't don't know know what was going through the mother's mind. She also had threatened her daughter, you know, if you ever leave me, I would take my own life. And yeah. so when she gets back home, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Her mother took her own life. And so she uh, now has nobody. 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 Well, nobody who cares about her. I right. mean, when when um, she did go to stay with her dad for, I think, of maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. He did allow her to stay there. Right. Uh, but the wives were like, get her out of here. We do not want her in this house, which really yes. makes you wonder. Like, I guess maybe the, the wives had a lot of control in that in that relationship. In that household, right? Yes. Or he, something about, like, he was, 
you see different you see different kind of men in this book because yeah. he was a different type of husband where yes you're right the the he the wife seemed to rule the household yeah and he allowed it yeah you know like he couldn't stand up because i i the fact that he went to see her every thursday said to me that he would have been the kind of dad that would want to open the door at least tell her or you know yeah take you know like speak to her but he didn't you're, so. you're assuming the wives had to be like you better not let her in this home like it must have been them telling him yeah. i don't know but then what would happen? Like he was the, it was, it was very weird, but anyway, but then she stayed with them. He ends up finding someone to marry his 15 year old daughter who yeah. this man is which quite is very, a bit older. Which is very common it in is. that culture to be it married is. at 14 or 15. She was 15. So yeah. um, it was common, but yes, he was very old. Like he was a, he was in his forties. So yeah. 45. Yeah. Um, he had already been married and his wife had passed away. Yes. He had and he lost his son. He lost his son, yeah. So yep. he had already had a family that had passed away, and now he's going to start over with this young girl. Just 15-year-old. And it's so devastating, that whole part where she looks at her dad, and she's like, I don't want to marry him. Like, I don't yes. want this. And, and he doesn't say anything. The wives do all the talking, and he yeah. sits there, like, ashamed and yeah. just says nothing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't understand him. I didn't understand. I wanted to, but I, as in reading the book, I just see, okay, they were, you know, of course, I mean, I guess, and it doesn't, this is not limited to just Afghanistan, but, you know, you could see his character yep. as a man that he wouldn't, that he was not going to stand up for his daughter. Yeah. But she was angry because I, when, if you remember when she went to the bus and, you know, he went to the, and see, that's it. He went to the bus with her. Yeah. You know, but. He wanted man, to say it, goodbye to her. He wanted to say goodbye. And, and she, she was wouldn't. like, no, I never want to see you again. You're basically yeah. dead to me. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. I completely understand. I mean, there was no warning, nothing. And he, the way he handled it, so. And then she didn't even get to say goodbye because they remember there was a friend like um the, the I can't remember his name but there was oh, an older yeah. gentleman that taught her the Quran and yeah and um she didn't even he didn't even allow her to say and that's one of the things she said he didn't even let me say goodbye to I can't remember his name but yeah he has a know, strange name yeah yeah it's, but he was uh, an important person in her life to her right especially yeah. she just lost her mom. And, you know, he would, because she's like, can I go live with him? Yeah. And and he's. They were like, no, like, he's no. so old. He's too, uh, <laughs> as if 45 wasn't old. I mean, yeah. when, you're, when you're 15, 45 is old. Yeah, exactly. A strange. It was like, and it was weird because there was no courting, you know, because I would assume, I think in their culture, even though they marry young, that there is some kind of courtship. You yeah. Know? Like, but for her, because the wives were. Her dad's wives were controlling everything and they didn't care about her. It was all yep. about, you know, I guess how things look, appearances. Yep. And for them, she had to go. Yep. You know, there's a lot of things of how things look and a lot of it. I don't know. But anyway, she so she goes now to live with Rashid. Mm -hmm. Rashid is his name. And and things start off okay like you feel like okay he was giving her time she like stayed in bed for like three weeks and he just kind of allowed it and i was just like huh like that's really weird and finally he's like okay you need to get up and start doing something like start doing your wifely duties yeah you know? like you need to unpack he told her you need to yeah. unpack you don't think you don't think this is like a hotel you <laughs> you're leaving your anytime key. soon yeah you're not leaving you gotta, earn, you gotta earn your keep around here yeah um so that was that was weird and then he he, he tries I, to do things to be kind he ends up I mean, he makes her wear a hijab, which apparently yeah. she had never worn before and was uncomfortable wearing at first. Yeah. But he felt very, he was very into the culture and, you know, it would be dishonoring him if any man could see even her ankle. So she yeah. had to be completely covered and only her eyes would show. And that was, yeah. you know, so that it was all for him. Yeah. 
And then he takes her out to like see the town, which he seemed very yeah, I, kind. Right? Yeah. He was he taking his that. time to like explain, you know, the different places and yes. you know, introducing her to people and you know, taking her out to dinner and he buys her a little gift and like I think he she, bought her flowers or something or got her some flowers. I, yeah, I forget what he bought her. He bought her something and she felt like very like wow he really cares about me and he's you know doing things that are considerate and even the hijab she felt like oh you know he's he's honoring me also because he wants me to respect my body and like no one ever cared about me like as you know yeah so she felt like okay maybe this whole like marriage thing might work out he's being very caring yes but things go downhill (laughs) as the story goes on because she ends up having a miscarriage And he desperately wanted a son since he lost his son. Yes. And I guess he thought, like, this is my second chance with this wife. I'm going to be able to have a family. And after the miscarriage, she's depressed and he's annoyed that she's depressed. And then he's depressed also. And it just never seems to get better from there. She continues to have miscarriages and his behavior towards her becomes extremely aggressive. And violent, actually, at this point, he's, there's there's now domestic abuse, like all the, once she lost a baby, like all the um, niceness was out the window, he was just very cruel to her, you know, before, remember, if you remember, like when they first got married, you know, he would enjoy her cooking and you know, compliment her yeah. on her cooking. But then after she, you know, had several miscarriages, she he was just so nasty and mean and yeah. she could never cook anything right. And Yeah, she and just then, lived in constant fear of him. Yeah, yeah. And so we're like, okay, um, this is not good. So you're hoping like, you know, Miriam finds a little reprieve, but Miriam does not. You know, she she is in a unloving relationship and yep. I think she was excited too, you know, to like she was on board once she thought, okay, well, I could be a mom and I can have, you know, yeah. a child. And then, then yeah. you know, I can be accepted in a community because, you know, yep. now she's in a different town. So no one knows that she's, a, you know, a child born out of wedlock. Yeah. So she could be a respectable wife and, yep. you know, and mother. But now that she can't, um, you know, she keeps um, losing, she keeps having miscarriages, you know, so now that dream of, being a mother has gone out the window and now you have this abusive husband. So right. that didn't go very well. And so it kind of ends there, right? Like her story. That's ends. it. Yeah. It just kind of ends with the abuse getting so severe. Yeah. Yeah. But she was just used to it. Like that was just her life. She at this point is just used to being beat. So then the story introduces us to Layla. So we yep. go into part two and we meet Layla. Now Layla is... Is Layla like four? I think Layla's um fourteen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah somewhere around there. Yeah, she's fourteen, and Layla is same town as um. She lives like up the street from I think uh yeah. Maryam. Yeah, yeah, because Rashid had a shoe store. Did you see like how he talked about like the women? He's like these husbands let their women come in and you know, let me touch their women's feet. And I was like, okay, well, you are a shoe store. Yeah, I <laughs> know. I'm going to work out. I know. It's so <laughs> weird. I don't know but how was... women were supposed to buy shoes without like, I don't know, getting their feet measured and whatever else he has to do. I know that's not me surrendering to the story, but I was just thinking, well, how is she going to get the shoes? She got to, she got to try it on. He saw an ankle. She <laughs> has been sponsored. Yeah, so. And then he was talking about some of the women, they don't cover their heads and whatever. Yes. So he was really disgusted by a lot of, I guess, modern, I don't know, modern, modern women. Yeah, yes. modern, modern ways women, and how yes. these men were allowing their women to just do these things. Yes, because that was one thing. It, Go to when, school and college. He's also disgusted yes, by the was, higher education for women. Yes. I remember he told her that, like, when, like, what after they had gotten married. This was before, before. You know, things started getting bad between them. But when he told her to to wear the yeah the hij- what is it called again? hijab hijab the hijab when he yeah. told her to wear that he also gave her the rules like you know we're not gonna be we're not gonna be that type of couple you know like yeah. old fashion 
and yeah. you know only and it's funny because he actually he actually points out lila's mom which we don't yes. really know her at that point but no. says you know look at this woman she doesn't cover up and she treats yeah. her husband you know she runs the household don't even yes. be friends with her don't associate with her you know yes. i want we want nothing to do with that family so it's yes. funny that that's the family we end up getting to see what goes on inside their household yeah which is kind of complete opposite so we meet Lila's family and we find out that the she has two older brothers that are like much older and have yeah. been called to war because yes. there's actually a war going on at this time yes and they're they uh, she doesn't even really know them I think they've been gone she said she long. was like She's two when they left now. or something yeah. yeah it's been years so, so she, she really has, she has no brothers but yes yeah. it's not like she's very close to them and we find that the, her mom is it's totally different household right like if, yeah like if you're looking at the you're looking at Jalil and how his and the wives and his household then you look at Rashid and Miriam's household and now we get to see um uh, Fariba Le- and Hakim's thank you because I could parents. not remember their names yes yeah and so we get to see their household and we find that Layla feels neglected right yeah. because her mom is worried about her 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 two sons and she does not um, i would say she probably has like bipolar disorder where she has really low lows where she can't get out of bed she can't cook she can't clean she does nothing for the family but then she has really great days where she wants to do everything and throw a party and have lots of people come over so she kind of bounces back and forth and we kind of see layla ends up taking care of a lot of the household stuff because her mom just doesn't do it and even at one point her mom doesn't pick her up from school and she's forced to walk home from school alone because her mom didn't get out of bed that day and she goes to her mom she's like you weren't there to pick me up and she's like oh i'll pick you up tomorrow and she's like you said that yesterday yeah so so you kind of see it's something that happens quite often where her mom just completely neglects her and leaves her to her own and then even the father comes home and says oh what's for dinner and Layla is the one getting it together and she's like oh we're having leftover whatever they were eating and he was like oh that's my favorite but you see where she's just kind of like she doesn't really know how to cook that well they're just eating leftovers like she doesn't know but she's trying to fill in the gaps where her mom is just not doing what needs to be done and she feels it like even though she's 14 she knows that she's like a and she actually says it she's like she's a shadow, you know, to her brothers, you know, again, it's like, it's almost like culturally, you know, the boys, boys are more important than girls. And we can see but Layla, in in Layla's situation, her dad loves her, her dad, like her. And he he has, he has a modern way of thinking too, where he thinks education is most important for her. He's like, I don't want you to get married at young age, 14, 15 years old. I don't want you to get married. I want you to continue your schooling. You're going to graduate high school. You're going to go to college. Like he has big dreams for her education. He does. But it's interesting because in his household, his, he's not respected at all. His wife completely tells him what to do and he's often referred to as like a mouse or a very like small man and yeah it's almost like she looked down on him because the yeah. boys the boys went to war but he i, mean, I, I guess he's never went to war or he didn't yeah go. i don't know she, he, maybe he was too old i don't know but yeah he didn't have to go and the boys did and that made her yeah. kind of resent him and yeah. then he ended up losing his job in the schools because it sounds Russia. like they were teaching yeah more like a communist curriculum or something and so he was fired from his position so not only did you know he didn't go to war but now the position where he was respected he had to leave there now he works at like a bread factory i don't know that was another theme that was current that was that was um throughout the book was the you know the theme of war because at that time and he does he the author does do proper timelines in history so that was when um russia was in afghanistan and russia had control of afghanistan so that's why the communists um you know the material was communist and how he got fired but and that's what and that was the war that her sons were fighting because they didn't want the russians they were trying to get the russians out of afghanistan and so he he was no longer able to teach, but he still had a modern way of looking at it. You know, if you compared him to Jalil, 
you know, Jalil was, yeah, Jalil was there for Miriam every Thursday, but, you know, she called her daddy Bobby. Yeah. I think it was Bobby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was always there for her. Like her mom might not have been there, but her dad was definitely there for her and yeah. encouraging her. Um, but she also had a friend. Um, her name was Tariq. So yeah. he was like a brother to her or a good friend to her and very protective of her too. And she loved being at their house because it was like a typical mom, dad. Yeah. They all sat down and had a family dinner and they, yes. the mom cooked and like everything she didn't have, this yeah. family had. And she just, she wanted that so badly. Yeah. She felt at home when she was there. It wasn't like a guest. She felt like home, you know? Yes, absolutely. And, and she kind of had a crush. Uh, well, she liked Tariq and, um, I think at some point they weren't sure if they liked each other. Well, if she, if he liked her, because do you remember when they went to the movies and he was like, I'm never getting was, married. I'm yeah. Like, she wasn't feeling that way. But then because he said it, she was yeah, like, she's like, me, me neither. neither. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause she didn't want him to think like, Oh, she wanted to get married. Right, yeah. But, but yeah, so as the story plays out, the two of them end up falling in love, which yes. he actually went he actually didn't go off to war because he as a child had gotten blown up on a landmine, which apparently was like a common thing to happen. You had to be very careful of landmines and he lost one of his legs. And so he actually had, um, a prosthetic leg. leg. Yeah. And so that's the only reason he was still there and not even taken off to war. Yeah. But he, I, what, what I loved about him was, he was a gentleman, you know, like, do you remember, like, someone had sprayed pee in her hair? Yeah. But Ugh. he wasn't, he had went away. That whole scene, I was like, so they were like, apparently she has yellow hair, which is interesting. Which I thought was interesting. Like, I, yeah, I was like, is she a blonde? Yeah. I don't oh, know. I wasn't sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah anyway, and he's. He was like, what I'm about to do won't mess with your yellow hair. And so I was thinking like paintball. I was like, oh, maybe it's a paintball because we knew she was holding a gun to her. But it was like a brightly colored gun. So it obviously I was thinking wasn't just a real a gun. water gun, like just yeah. water. So but then he was like, oh, but it's not going to mess with the colors. I'm like, oh, maybe it's a paintball. But right. then like I, you suddenly got this. You were like, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't it's even like- imagine. So she like runs to go wash her hair and wash, you know, like get the, the pee out of her hair. And that's when she's mad at her mom because she's like, you're supposed to pick me up. And, yeah, know, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And her but, mom's like, well, you washed it, right? Well, then everything's good. I'm like, what? No, that's like traumatizing. I will never get over that. Are you kidding me? Someone shot me with a water gun full of pee. Who even comes up with this stuff? boys <laughs> yeah i was thinking that i'm like my children can never listen to this book rude boys <laughs> <laughs> you just never know but but tariq i think tariq was away when that happened but when he came yeah. back and she told him man he, he took his prosthetic that. you saw him he took yeah. his prosthetic leg off and beat him and with it beat him up <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I like Tariq. <laughs> yeah, he defended her honor. He did defend her honor. Actually, he did. I think there's a lot of, of the theme of shame and honor in this book. Um, but he did defend her honor. And yeah. she and I and they've always been close. And she's always said like she's, you know, he's like um, a brother. But we know that it's more than a brother because they end up, you know, having their first kiss. Yeah. And it was like, OK, well, we don't kiss our brother like that. <laughs> yeah. No, she ends up definitely falling hard for him. But then it's really. Oh, I don't know if we're up to that. But I was going to say it really ends sadly because he ends up leaving as the town of Kabul ends up getting blown up well not blown up but like they were constantly having attacks on the actual town and him and his family decided we're getting out of here but her mother oh actually we didn't even talk about the fact that her brothers her Her, brothers passed away right her brothers were killed in war right and so and her mother was devastated and she was like i'm not leaving you know they were fighting in this war we're not leaving until this war is over over, right i want to see the end of it for them and so she wouldn't stay so stubbornly they were stuck there in that situation And that's where another thing, again, so you have a, a, a man. Oh, you see so many different, he shows you, the, he's really good, Khalid, because um, he shows you these different aspects of of these men. Because in his household, um, I don't remember his name because she calls him Bobby, but 
he he should have been making the decision but you know right. he's gentle he's yeah. actually i, I mean yeah. you get it because he's gentle he cares and, about and his the thing wife. is he knows she won't leave and he doesn't want to leave her behind and like you know he doesn't know what to do in that situation i couldn't help but thinking what if they had left do you I know, know. What I mean? like if what if they had left so part but- two ends with their house being blown up and i didn't get to part three yet so i don't know if her family survives it i'm kind of assuming no because she was outside of the house and they were in the house and like the whole thing blew up but it, it ends with her house being blown up and i'm just going to assume she ends up being without a family for part yes. three yes Yes, so that did happen. But one important thing that happened before we end um, part two is that she and Tariq, like we said, Tariq's family has decided to move and she and Tariq have sex. Yeah. So that's important for part three. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so that's... um, which is very interesting because during that time and like when, like you would have been ruined as a woman. Absolutely. If they so, found out. But he wanted to marry her as soon as they did it. He was like, let's get married. Come right. with me. Yeah. And she was like, no, I can never leave my mom and my dad. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And well, not her. She didn't start with her. She said, I can never leave dad. I can never leave my dad. And yeah. he's not going to leave his or her mom. Yeah. And, and Tariq understood that because it would be He didn't want to leave his him. family. His family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Man, so she she said no, so Tariq left and she stayed. But as but then they end up having to move anyway because now there's another group. The Russians have been um the Russians have left, but now there's another group that's, you know, that's uh that's now warring inside of of Afghanistan and so they've decided to, you know, it's time to go. The mother actually says, "Okay, yeah, we can go." Yeah, we need go. to go. But a girl she, up the street actually had gotten shot oh, right around yes. the same one of a one of uh, one of Lila's her friends, friends. friends yes. and that that, that like, was horrible. Did you that scene yeah, was horrible? Yeah, and then and then a bullet, that. a stray bullet, ends up going through their house and like misses Layla just by a little bit, and her yes. mom is just like, okay, this is getting to be too much. I'm gonna yes. end up losing the only child I have. So yes. So that's that's around. how they come to that decision of actually leaving finally. Yes, yes. And then the night and the day that they're leaving, um, her, she was supposed to. Her dad was packing up the car, and he went to he went to put some books in the car because he thought it was too heavy for her to carry. And then a bomb or hit their house, and. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting too because her mom calls her inside. She's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. come inside. We're gonna stop for lunch," yeah. and she doesn't come and in it was immediately. Her lunch too. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't come in immediately. Yeah. She finished whatever she was doing, and that's the only reason she wasn't in the house when it blew up. Yes. So it's like, wow, yes. it's one of those like what if moments, you know? Yes. Oh my goodness. So she did lose. I'll just say she did lose um, her mom and dad. Ah. Uh, and that. Um, in that end of part two so one thing too before that was the mother had i guess when she was in her um the upper part of her bipolar uh mood she had mentioned to her that Tariq, her and Tariq were you know what what's going on with her and Tariq? she's like you're wearing a bra you didn't even tell me and i'm like i wonder who got her the bra that was my question but anyway <laughs> Because I'm like, did her dad? Because that seemed like in their culture, like dad is not would not to get, yeah to get a bra. So I thought that was interesting because she was like, you didn't even tell me that you got a bra. But she's like, you know, you and Tariq, you guys are older now, so you can't just be going around. And she's like, oh, I, you know, he's just a friend. And she then she yeah. said he's like a brother. And she's like, she's he's not your brother. Yeah. You know, like that offended um, the mom. The mom. Because she's like thinking you already have brothers or you had brothers. But yeah. anyway, they have that relation. They have that that discussion that, you know, she should not be because they're and, just free. And you she know, realized free. she realized that it was no longer appropriate to hang out with him and yeah, talk to she him. Does. And but she that does. Was her friend. She did try to follow that and stay away from him. But that kind of yeah. just drove them closer together, it seemed. It's it. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work. That didn't work out. No. <laughs> nothing like uh saying you can't be together but they've always they've always had that um that relation you know they just you could see it coming you could see it coming but we're only at part two so we know that it's not like a happy 
is not going to be happy yeah. <laughs> at the end of part two because we know that Tariq is left. Yeah. And now her house just got bombed. So yeah. we're going to see what happens in part four. So hopefully next week we'll be able to cover three and four. So Yeah, definitely. And so we were talking about, you had came up with the, um, the idea of just, you know, some you saw like how different marriages were inside. Right. So it's just interesting because, you know, it's different culture and different religion than us. But I was just kind of basing it off of like their form of marriage versus what God says marriage should be. And it was just interesting because one of the things we see is there's no equality. You either see women running things or men running things. But and and it doesn't make for a house happy home, you know. You, you don't see a lot of happiness because one person is living in the shadow of the other, you know? Yeah, except I do. I get it. But, but you know, there's a, there is, there is, there needs to be someone that is the authority. But in the Bible, it does make clear that the man is the head of the household and the wife, you as a wife, you submit to your husband. But, but I do think line, I do think it's important to look at men and women as we are created equal. I think it's important to understand that we aren't created as inferior or less no, than should be treated no. as a child or an animal or anything like no. that. And you see that here where it's like people are treated inferior to the other. And so I think, you know, it's important to look at, you know, we have Genesis 1. Uh, verse 26 where it says you know god created man and woman in his image that we know that we were both created in god's image and then in the new testament we have in galatians where it says you know there is neither jew or gentile bond or slave man or woman but everyone is equal in christ so to understand that we are all equal as people is important to understand but yes in a in a marriage you have to have the authority, which the man is supposed to be head of the household. But yeah. with that, he is given some very heavy guidelines on what that Absolutely. means to be man of the household. And so, yeah, wives are called to submit to their husbands, you know, honor them, support them. But and husbands not, are called to love their wife just as Christ right. loved the church. And that is a tall order to love. It is. To love your wife as Christ loved the church. I mean, to even understand the love of Christ is like, that's yeah. a lot. It is. You know, it was interesting because I remember um, listening to John Piper's um, podcast and he talks about uh, compliment, com- it's called complementarianism, if I can say that right. But, you know, it is exactly what you're saying in that, yes, men and women are created in God, both are created in God's image. So it's not a matter that women are inferior, but it's more that each have different roles, you know? And it's not to say that when, when it says the woman is to submit that her opinion is not valued, you know, or that she can't bring an opinion to the table. You know, it's, it's not to say that at all. It's just, and, it, and it's not roles. to be a slave or a servant to the man, no, which no. I think that can be very easily confused. But then if you continue, because then Colossians 3.18, it says, you know, wives submit to your husband. But then in 3.19, it says, you know, husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Exactly. You know, so they should not be physically aggressive or intimidating no. their wives. No. It should be a very comfortable situation where you feel like we're two people that can live in unity. And then in Peter uh, 3, 7, it says, you know, husbands be understanding and show honor um, since you're both heirs in Christ. Because, you know, we are, t- they are to be understanding to their wives, especially you bring forth something, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm usurping you or anything it's a discussion you should have conversations and there should be understanding on both sides you know and showing honor to somebody is a form of love and at one point you know miriam thinks that she's being honored by this man she's like oh wow he's respecting my body and you know but to turn around and he ends up he's like violent and it is that hip there's also that hypocrisy too you know because he's like he's supposed to be this uh, you know, he takes this role as husband, you know, very seriously um, in, in in how he in, in giving him permission to treat her, yep. you know, any way that he wants. 
when you remember is she when she had went in his room and she went in his drawer and she finds like these like i guess the equivalent of a playboy magazine yeah yeah they call it there (laughs) and she's like shocked she's like why does he have this you know i thought he was like you know this this pious man who you know who yeah is you know honoring his wife and he's like why do you have this you know but she wouldn't bring it up to him she wouldn't even feel comfortable to speak about it she wasn't even supposed to be in his room which is another issue that there's boundaries in this household where she's not allowed in certain rooms like you just definitely see a lot of toxic behaviors in that household but I think it's common in in that in in that um, in that country, you know, like that is their um, their belief. In, well, I don't know because you look at Jalil and his wife, and his wives were ruling the house. So yeah, I guess it depends on where you were. You know, yeah. like he was more traditionalist. Where uh, yeah, and he I think thought, exactly. I think it's kind people. of yeah, your yeah. opinions and the way you were brought up or the way that you want your family brought up. So I think their culture has a lot of traditions, and I think a lot of the people were trying to step away from those traditions especially yeah. the women, because they wanted to get a higher education. And you saw that was happening during that time they were talking about it. And Miriam feels bad because she feels like she's so uneducated. Yeah, she never, that was never even like, I mean, once she was with, with Rashid, you know, education never even yeah. entered a picture because that's just not what you do. But it, I think it, I think it's interesting in that there, there was no middle. It's like either you're the, you're the traditional, um, the, the old tradition of yeah. you know the man being the the you know the woman being nothing and the and the man being everything and she has to submit to his harsh behavior and his harsh treatment and she has no word where the the total opposite is where the woman is ruling the household and she's making decisions that are affecting you know other people's lives and not to say that Jalil was innocent either because why you have three wives why are you sleeping right. with you know right. the maid yeah so <laughs> there's definitely <laughs> problems know. in that house so that that was other issues too and so he you know you, you can see how I guess you can see the plight of you could see how Christianity is why you would when you are a Christian, I feel I feel like you kind of get it. It's like you know that we have this sinful nature. We're born into this, you yeah. know, this this world that's this. We're born into sin, and we just we no matter what we do, we can't get it right. You know, like yeah. it's like you have this extreme. Like okay, we're gonna follow this rules, but then you have people who break the rules and they're you know abusive to their wives. You know, even though they think that they're they're being the husband, you know, yeah. and then you have the ones who, okay, well, I'm, I'll, I'll let my wife have say, you know, but you can't get it right because yes, you have three wives, but then you're still marrying something. You're still fooling around with someone else and then you yeah. get her pregnant and now you can't keep that kid in the house. And so it's like, man, you can see why we need a savior because it's just yeah. like, now reading through this, it kind of like, I'm so thankful for biblical guidelines. I'm thankful to be able to have an understanding of like, what does you know what the gospel what does, means yeah because miriam doesn't understand that the marriage she's in is is wrong and i think that's the hard part is like she thinks this is what it means to be married to be a servant to a man like she cuts you know she has her mom who had a horrible opinion of man constantly her entire raising be like this is what men are this is what men are and then yeah. she ends up in a marriage with this horrible man and she's like oh my mom always told me men were like this you know she has no clue that what's going on is not okay she would yeah. not even have an idea to be like i need to leave this situation because in her mind well, she this is how situations always are but she couldn't, though. In that culture, you yeah. can't just get a divorce. You yeah. know? So it's like, even if she wanted to, she just couldn't because he yeah. legally could, you know, could kill her. Yeah. <laughs> and no yeah. one. And he, actually, he said that at one point, you know, yeah. I could kill you and it would be OK. Yeah. Um, but I think I think one of the things that is beautiful about the gospel is that while there's shame, there's also redemption. In their yeah. culture, there is no redemption. Like yeah. once Miriam was born out of wedlock, that's yep. it. Yep. There's shame for you for the rest of your life. You know, yep. imagine like not, you know, like they don't have a redemption story no. in the in 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 their culture. Like where yeah. we we can be, we can have shameful situations, but we can be, we can we know that we're redeemed by Christ dying on the cross, and and so. 
that's where I think their religion is kind of missing that in, you know, in that there is no redemption for her. Yeah. Know, even And even in going to, even in going to a new town, she has to settle for Rashid because who would want to, who is going to marry her? Yeah. There was a, 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 a word that, uh, I can't remember the word that, that they call for someone who is, you know, born out of wedlock, but you know, she is that word. And there is no redemption for her. And then yep. she's in this marriage and, it's, and she's being abused, but she can't leave. There's still yep. no redemption for her. Yeah. Uh, and and so it's it's got to be hard in a life where there is no redemption. Yeah. You know, you just want to share that redemption story because it's like, yeah, with Christ, there is honor. Like you can be you can be the look at the murderer that was um, beside Christ on the cross, you know even at the end he was redeemed too because he said yep. today you shall be with me in paradise you know yep. so there's redemption even for the 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 murderer there. Yep. so yeah i thought that was interesting in their yep. culture that they don't have that yep. but their their marriages were were very much i mean we don't have it to that extreme here in america of course you can get a divorce right yeah um you do t- do tend to see a more equal household, you know, yeah, in a, yeah. in America. Um, but it's. I mean, I'm is, sure there are cases that we don't know of of things absolutely. like this happening, even we here know in America. Domestic abuse happens. Yeah, on, also for here. sure, and even just the whole mindset of people who are in an abusive relationship and getting them to leave it and stay out of it is a whole other thing. So it's not that it can't happen. But there, it's like, these were young girls, and they just, you know, there wasn't, you know, now we have, it's like, oh, here's an abuse hotline, or here's a safe home to stay in that they have set up for, like, you know, shelters for women and abusive, like, they didn't even have these things in place. Miriam didn't have anybody to stand up for her. No. She had nobody. Even the the gentleman that, um, I wondered if he knew the one that, you know, used to teach her about the Quran. I wonder if he knew that she was getting married, you know, like maybe he yeah. would I mean, he was 65, but maybe he yeah. could have taken her in or something, you know. I but know. Let her grow up a little anybody. bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And to think, you know, but anyway, um, we're surrendering to the story. Yeah. I was going to say 14, 14 and, uh, well, she was 15, 15 and a 45 year old man. It's just like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. But Dude. I think that was also to give you a sense of society and culture during that time also. It was very typical for teenage girls to marry older men, much older but, men. But did you see the timeline? It was that's that's like nineteen nineties. It was nineteen yeah. it was eighty nine. Yeah. It was like it's yeah. not that long ago. No, I think no. it's still it's still there now. Yeah, but, no. I mean anyway. they still have child brides and stuff going on in these yeah. cultures, which is very yeah. sad, but And scary. Yeah. For these young girls, but all right. So we have part two. We finished part one and part two, and hopefully, I don't know if this is a book. I want a happy a ending. Okay, I'm you pick this say. book. I want a happy ending. <laughs> oh my goodness! I told you that this was. I'm be reading a hard through this book. so quickly because I keep thinking I can't leave them in this situation. We have to it's keep going. It's going to get worse. Got to get better. <laughs> it's going to get worse, Dan. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> But it's a hard book. That's all I can yeah. say. I, but we knew that yeah. going in. We yeah. knew that. It yeah. was, it's, this is a hard one. Yeah. But um, And this is why I just read Jane Austen. <laughs> it's I my what, bubble. I, I hope whatever book you pick next is going to be, um, you know. A little a lighter? Like... <laughs> You, I, you told to. me you told me I couldn't pick any like romance <laughs> genre, so I have to look outside of that. Oh so we'll goodness. see. We'll see. Don't listen to me. I take it back. <laughs> I forgot. I mean, I remember that this book was a tough book, but I um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we need to make a rule like we can't do too hard back to back. Yeah. Tough life story. We got to put in a lighter one in there. <laughs> All right. I'll have to keep thinking. So next week we're going to finish. We'll be finished with the book. So we'll um, we'll read part three and part four. I don't know if this discussion makes you want to read the book or not read the book. I'm so glad you gave that warning in the in the beginning. (laughs) That was really smart. (laughs) There are a lot of hard topics in here. Yeah. Um, 
So if you want to read it, just you got to be in the right frame of mind and yeah. ready for some tears and yeah, but also maybe ready for you know to pray for others. Yeah, you know, so. I think it expands our minds to read other cultures. So it's it's good, and I think the person who wrote it did a really great job of Me encapsulating too. so oh much of the, the culture and the traditions and yes. just what it was like to understand the mindset. You're not reading it and feeling confused. Like, Oh, why did this happen? Like he, they, he explains the whole like tradition and culture. So you kind of get it like, Oh, okay. Wow. You know? Yes. And, uh, and he, it, he brings good. you right into the story from yep. the beginning. Like yep. you're like hooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once you start reading, yeah, he is I a couldn't really stop. great author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I got your text. <laughs> <laughs> At least you told me you're like, if you're gonna read ahead, let me know. So I did I good this time. You did. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we will do that. We hope that you will hang in there if this is yep. a tough subject or a tough book, but you'll just hang in there with us for or, you know um, next week. We will wrap Finish it, it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> And hopefully, Shanna will announce what book she's going to have us read next week. I have week. to think. All right. I'm going to have to think this one through. And um, maybe she'll go easy on us and not let it be a tough. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, listen, it's your pick. So if you want to go tough, you can. But okay, maybe after you read the ending, you can see, you know, <laughs> should you give yeah. your friend. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> been a rough couple of weeks and i'm reading this book i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> you did pick it so i don't feel that Life bad it's rough <laughs> but yeah All so right. you'll have to tune in next week to see what our following book will be Yay, and that's gonna be on me so we'll see i what trust happens. that shanna will pick a very light-hearted <laughs> book all right <laughs> okay <laughs> but don't feel pressure to do it all right. I will. Yeah, I'll have to think hard on this one. I really don't know. I really don't know. So we'll have to see. Well, I, I'll say this. Um, in reading this, I'll, I'll say I'm glad to know Christ. I, it makes me want to understand how to communicate with someone who is from that culture so that because I can't imagine being in that culture and not knowing the gospel that you can, there is redemption. And that, so it, it's making me think about that. Like, what would I say and how would I spread the gospel to someone like that? You yeah. know, to someone that's yeah. in a situation like that. It's making me yeah. think about that. Yeah. So I think that's one good thing yeah. about it. But anyway, any closing notes or comments? I don't think so. I think that really does wrap it up, but yeah. All right, so we will see you guys next week. Yay. All right, bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.